Hello, and welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura McGill, CEO of the experience agency, D-Flash. This is part of my 29 Days of Magic series, where I basically get to interview a phenomenal black woman every single day of the month of February, Black History Month. And this week's episode is no different. I'm having a great conversation with Dupe Ajayi, who's an intersectional marketing strategist. So we'll get into what that all means, how she got there, and her journey along the way. It's gonna be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hi, Dupe. Hi, Laura, how are you? Good. Cranking through these interviews. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I've been so inspired by, you know, everybody's stories. So to have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with you is incredible. I'm really grateful to be here. Awesome. Well, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know what this project was going to be when I, when I first came up with the idea. And uh-huh. it's been remarkably rewarding just getting to hear lots of stories from people, women I did know, maybe not in person, or people I did know and mm-hmm. didn't know their whole story. And just new people who just kind of fallen into my lap along the way. So um, I'm, I'm so excited by the journey of doing this. And so I'm almost so tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I know. I know. Believe me. Uh, but you've been listening to the episodes, so you probably know the format already. First question is always the same. Always excited by the answers. I'm sure you'll be no different. So, Dube, what was your first job? Oh my gosh! So my first job was at a tennis camp. Um, I um, was in this program here in New York called Summer Youth Employment Program. Um, it was out of the Department of Youth and Community, Deve- Community Development. And basically what it does, it gives 14 to 24-year-olds an opportunity to, to work um, someplace. And they, because they don't have experience, right, it, it's a good opportunity for them to just be kind of cast out into the world and gain experience in different settings. Um, so some people get, got office jobs. You know, some people worked in daycare centers. I was cast into a tennis camp. Now, at this point, your girl knew nothing about tennis. I had never picked up a racket. I had never racket, picked up a what's racket. racket? I, I'm telling you, like, I was an inner city, you know, girl, um, grew, up, grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Um, and, you know, even go, that was my first time being on a tennis court, um, period. And so it was my job to teach um, children how to play tennis. And all we had was... Um, this instructor who he probably is our age now or my age now, when I think about it. And he gave me a quick one, two, three tutorial. And then I was responsible for helping to teach these kids how to play. And, um, uh, okay. Yeah. And, and the good thing is, is because they were children, they didn't know any better. They didn't know I sucked. Right. Um, so, so, (laughs) (laughs) they didn't know, but, when I tell you that was where and when and how I grew to love tennis. So I then uh, became obsessed with the sport. I learned more about the sport. I, um, in high school, I started playing um, tennis. We, during gym class, we had a selection where you could, that was one of the things that you could choose. And I almost always chose that. And, you know, to this day, like I go to the U S open every year. Um, you know, I, 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 follow tennis closely but it's sprouted in me the love um for tennis and who knew you know I mean I I had never imagined 
that I would be picking up a tennis racket. I knew nothing about it. Um, and it was probably one of the best experiences that I could have fallen into. Awesome. Um, I, I too am a lover of tennis and um, I try and get to the US Open every year. Sometimes I yes. don't. Um, and you're right, you know, there's something really beautiful about this sport and it's just, and to watch it and to play it. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I have a terrible back end, but I have a very good forehand, kind of lefty. Yeah. <laughs> and people don't realize, I think, I don't remember which. Um, I was listening to an interview recently um, with an artist. I think it was Selena Johnson. And she, Selena Johnson is an overall um, athlete. Like a lot of people didn't know that about her, but she was no. saying that, you know, tennis was one of the sports she used to play in high school. And they, you know, um, Charlamagne asked her, he said, well, why did you stop? And she said, yo, that shit is hard. She, you know, people don't, it is probably one of the, um, it's one of the toughest sports to play. It's good cardio. When you're done playing, you know that you worked out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. And like you said, exactly like watching it is amazing. It's like, you could hear a pin drop on a carpet. It's, um, you know, super quiet. It's just beautiful. And, um, you know, and it grew me into a lover of the sport for sure. It's it's a, it's so good, and obviously I love the Williams sisters and my family. So <laughs> I uh, <laughs> so I, I feel you there. So um, how do we get to be having this conversation? Like, what is it you do? Ah, how'd you get there? <laughs> So, you know, it's a really funny, it's an, a really interesting um, story. The, um, you know, we're all part of these Facebook groups, right? And um, in, I'm in this group where it's Black women who tech. And, you know, for, um, you know, for the previous, in the previous two years, so I'd say from 2018 to, you know, a little bit past 2019, not even 2017 about I you know really was on the trajectory to go into um into tech it was something that I um you know was really obsessed with that I I, I had loved I am a marketer um by trade that's what I do I started out in television um and you know I realized very early that um being a good communications professional you have to be a good marketer to kind of go hand in hand um, and I can sell anything. I've been that way since I was a child. So I, in, I'm in this group and in one month, um, this was in 2018, I believe I had gone, you know, out to the Bay area and interviewed at two of our, um, you know, these companies, they are, are quite big, recognizable in the same month. And in the same month, I got rejections from both. And it, this is un, unheard of. Number one, a, a woman of color in the same month being invited to these two really well-known companies that have a problem um, with uh, diversity, period. It was unheard of, but it was a manifestation of one of the things that I'd always wanted to do. Um, and so I kind of had to, at the end of that year, just reassess. Um, someone in one of these groups, she tagged me in this post. I've never met this woman, but we would would talk back and forth in this, you know, group. And she said, you know, Dupe, um, I think this would be for you. This is good for you because people knew that I was obsessed with social impact. I still am. Marketing for good is something that I adore. Um, and years ago, I had mentioned, I don't know, you know, maybe I'd do something in the art space or if I did do, you know, got into tech, it would have to be in social impact in some way. And 
So she tagged me in this position and it was for a place called The Shed. And I was like, what the hell is The Shed? (laughs) What is this? Um, And so anyway, I clicked on the website um, and um, the website is very similar to what we see today. Um, And I still didn't have a clear sense of what it was. The, The thing that interested me was that it was two things. One, they were newly commissioning um, pieces um, to show in this brand new space, which um, is located in Hudson Yards. Um, and it, the space itself, um, it had a retract, it has a retractable roof. It's built on city-owned land. So in the midst of the shining jewel, controversial jewel, which is Hudson Yards. And that was interesting to me because I had formerly worked in city government, leading digital strategy for the housing authority for a few years. And then the other component was that this person's job was going to be to bring people who don't feel comfortable into art spaces, into art spaces, who may not know that they're welcome in spaces, into these spaces. And I said, well, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I, that I can, I can get with that. And so I went through the process of interviewing and I just kept moving up and up and up. And, um, you know, I have the opportunity to build out this program, um, which, you know, is engaging intersectional audiences to get them to come into the doors. Like right now, um, you know, if you look at Broadway stats, you'll see, or even, you know, um, those who visit arts and cultural centers, you'll see we're at about 2% when it comes to diversity with coming to visit these places. Um, and that's nationwide. New York does exceptionally well when it comes to the likes of like the Brooklyn Museum, for example. Um, but still, when you look at the Guggenheim or MoMA or the Met or Broadway, as I mentioned, if it's not a, a, an effort put forth to get us into the doors, we don't come. And, you know, that resonated with me. You know, it was, it it is this whole idea that, well, am I going to feel comfortable in this space or will I be under the white gaze in this space? Um, You know, is it for me? And my whole thing through everything that we put out, every marketing piece that we put out, it is looking at it through the lens of, you know, an intersectional marketer. Um, And it is an absolute pleasure um, to be able to do that. One of the programs that I've built is a ticket access program, and that's where, um, you know, free or discounted tickets to the institution. Um, Right now, NYCHA residents, all New York City Housing Authority residents, they come to the shed for free. Wow. Yeah. mm -hmm. All CUNY students come to the shed for free. Um, so those are the first two um, agencies that I looked at, um, having my experience, like I said, being having worked with NYC, where I went back and said, I want to make it so that if you live in NYCHA, you get to come to this space for free. And when I tell you, it has been super rewarding. I have had NYCHA residents, you know, at a great day in Harlem, you know, without doing a table or a tent. And they come up and they're like... I know the shed and I'm like, what you know about the shed? Tell me. Oh my gosh, I get tickets. I get to go there for free with my grandson. And that makes me so pleased, right? Because she may not feel that this sparkling jewel, this place, this fancy schmancy place, 
um, with, you know, the names and likes of, you know, certain folks, rich white men are etched into stone in the walls. She may not feel like these, this space is for her. And, you know, I, I like the disruption of that. I like, you know, having people from all over the city come into that space and be reflective of what the city actually is about. Um, so that's that's my journey. That's how I got there, girl. I mean, I, I don't know. I still sometimes am like, what? <laughs> how am I here? How am I, how, what? 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 How the hell? How the hell did this happen? But literally, I was like, what? What is the shit? Um, who? And this is how it. This is how it went down. You know, I I was not. I literally was on the way to. You know, I was considering moving to California, and I just was pivoted. The universe is funny. Yeah, well, the universe is interesting because it's like when you least expect it, it dro- drops something in your lap, and you're like, "Wait, what?" And then you but then you're exactly. Like, but then you're like, "Wait, actually, this is awesome." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay. I didn't. I wasn't expecting salmon, but I'll take it." You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. So, that's where we're gonna be doing exactly. Now. Exactly. It, it has been such a, yeah, it has been such a, it has been such a blessing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's challenging, you know, I mean, you have the, the art space is, is extremely white, right? There's very little um, diversity in some of these spaces. And on top of that, you know, there is, there are other things like classism, you know, that are, um, that are placed um, there, uh, but I, 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 I'm lucky because there are so many of my colleagues that actually get it, and what's at the very mission, what's at the heart and soul of the mission of the shed is, you know, all art for all people, right? Okay. And I'm, even I have to constantly, now when we get when we get too far off of this, when my colleagues go into, well, at the Med or at MoMA or at this place or at that place. I always have to remind them, well, yeah, well, at the Met or at MoMA or this place or that place, it was, how many attended, what was the attendance looking like when it came to diversity and inclusion? Well, exactly. <laughs> so, so how we, much we, you we got to do something different. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting yeah. because, like, I think oftentimes this is, this is a, well, one, it's a huge issue because people sometimes don't feel welcome in these spaces. And yeah, and you know, it's you know, my, my day job designing excuses and the welcome. Um, yes, and so the fact that you're able to do this at the shed, like, I had no idea that <laughs> this is um, <laughs> what was available. Who knows? But exactly, um, because well, one, we're putting this all in the show notes, and I'll shed it out in, in the descriptor of your episode, of course. Um, because I think, you know, knowledge is always power. I mean, the thing that I find so interesting about New York City that continues to excite me is there are always new programs that are available for people if someone would just mm-hmm. tell them. <laughs> uh, Hello. We're just Absolutely. And it's, and it's, you know, from arts programs, from different types of museums that are welcoming mm-hmm. all types of communities. And, and levels of ability, it's, there are things available. And, you know, we are very lucky and blessed to be in mm-hmm. a city that actually can do that sort of thing. So it's just Absolutely. important. And I'm sure the response has been phenomenal. So that's the thing, right? So I've been in this role for, I started, um, it'll soon be one year. I cannot believe it, what a year it's been. Oh, wow. I'm in April of this year. Um, 
But here's the thing is, and the, and the shed opened in April of last year. So it opened April 5th. Um, and I started on April 29th. So it is very much a startup. It, it oh my gosh. Like a startup. We've been, yeah, yes, yes, girl. We've been build, uh, building it as we go. Um, and, um, you know, the thing about it is that exactly your point is that, you know, um, there's so much going on. So having to break through that noise. And then on top of that, like, you know, answering the question, is this for me? You know, and that's another another layer that oftentimes you know this, that as marketers that people just don't look at. They think that if you build it, they will come. And that's not true, right? You you know that probably better than anybody. If you build it, it doesn't mean that somebody's going to come. It really is like, well, what's in it for me? How am I going to feel when I get there? Um, what will the experience be like from the beginning to end? And, you know, um, I'm constantly thinking about how do we create experiences where, you know, folk are going to feel comfortable. Um, and so we are actually preparing for, um, for one of our uh, upcoming programs, doing a blackout night. Um, the whole theme of blackout started. I don't know if you, have you ever heard of this phenomena of blackout? No, what is it? if you haven't. Okay, so basically with um, Slave Play, um, you know, the creator, he created a, he wanted to create a space where we could experience the work uh, away from the white gaze. These are his words. Mm -hmm. And um, you've seen this happen before, and you know this, you've experienced it, right? Like, if you saw, you probably saw Get Out more than once. <laughs> and if you saw it right we all did and you had a different experience when you saw get out in one theater than you did at the other if you saw it at the magic johnson theater it was different than if you saw it in park slope right yes. and so the idea is creating a a that was happening organically and so now creators are looking at well how can we be intentional about this creating space for folks so that they feel comfortable, you know, viewing a work and then also reacting and chatting back about what it is that they experienced. And so um, that, for example, we have a, a, an upcoming work by a, um, an author, a poet, playwright, her name is Claudia Rankin, and she wanted to know what white men thought about their privilege or how they felt about their privilege, and so she asked them. And um, yeah, she asked them. And so this is what this work is about. And needless to say, um, you know, how I experienced it, how you experienced this work as women of color, as black women, is gonna be different than how a white woman, you know, would experience the work. And that's okay, but we're creating the space for these conversations to continue on beyond the work. I mention all of that because that's just one marketing component, right? That's one tactic where it's like we're being very intentional and putting the energy behind doing something outside of, hey, we're doing this play, come, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking about where, what are the ways, what are other ways, you know, when it comes to not only just, you know, um, us, people of color, but when it comes to engaging seniors, or when it comes to people who have, you know, physical disabilities or emotional disabilities, what are the ways that we can be doing a better job of making sure that we are living towards this mission? Um, and like I said, it's been a year, girl. So we all see so far over 4,000 people have come to the shed for free or low cost. And um, we haven't hit year one. My goal is 
for us to do at least triple that um, in this next coming year. And so we'll see. Yeah, it's it's so important that you that you do this because I I think you know as a kid growing up and going to museums because I grew up on an island and going to, and then having like our field trip day into the city to go to the like it meant so much to a very shy awkward kid like your Troy. Absolutely, yes. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's interesting because like you know I think oftentimes. What privilege looks like? Okay, so I grew up on and so I went to private school, and so of course it's a degree of privilege there. Yes. But there is something about the fact that, like, you know, there are some things where you couldn't leave Long Island, and the ability to actually go somewhere yep. else and experience something else yes. just means more. Even because it, it, you know, I think I was talking to someone recently about this about what it means to be more. Um, uh huh. Wow. And, wow. Um, because. It 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 instills in you that there's so much more you can be when you see more of it, mm. and so you, and so when you can mm. see more of the city, you can see, you know, more kinds of performances. I I can't I can't even begin to quantify what it must mean for young kids who are told they're not they're not that great because they live in nature housing and they get to come totally. to they get to come to the shed totally. and, and walk through that insane um, <laughs> mall and see the giant vessel and see what's possible yes. and see what's more yes. than where they, what their circumstances today could change or even be tomorrow. I think that it's just phenomenal. And yeah, I'm all about helping get you get to that triple number because this is, this is so very important. <laughs> it, it, it just, it's everything and same right like same like i i mean growing up like my dad um we were already i was already considered odd right like what's a dupe a jive what is that oh who is that um and this is before you know africanness was cool in uh in in new york city and even the new york being so diverse it's before you know to be nigerian was cool and um you know i remember just my parents being very intentional about outside experiences. So, you know, taking me, you're absolutely right. Like going to the museum and I knew what soccer was or football was before it was a big deal here. You know, we listened to African music in my house and I ate African food before it was, you know, on trend. And sometimes that differentness um, would, it, it, you know, it isolated you. It's kind of like, what? And so I, I really, really love to this day, having the experience of being in the arts and being around it, you know, and I find solace in, in it. And, um, you know, that is a gift that I feel obligated to give to, you know, those who may not feel access or feel like, oh my gosh, this is just my, just like you said, this is my world and this is all that I, I have. And it's like, when you step outside of that, you see how, um, the possibility and how wondrous things can really be. Um, and, you know, my life is kind of a testament to that. Like to, I technically, I, I'm, you know, it's like, what, what are you, what are you doing here? But we always do, right. We always find a way. And so uh, it is a pleasure for me to be able to say, okay, you know, I would love it. If, if all NYCHA residents really took advantage of the offer then I would go through all the tickets that I had, right? Because there's over 600,000 NYCHA residents, right? Um, and so it, it is the North Star and it is getting them to see, you know, that, no, you are welcome here in this fancy, fancy, you know, brand new building 
and that was just built. No, it was built for you. Um, and I'm able to do so with such passion because I, I understand it, just like you said, you know, I was that kid. So um, we're going to see, Laura, we're going to see. And, you know, my hair going to be white <laughs> by the end of the <laughs> Well, yeah, look, but it's, 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 it's a thing. It's the knowledge is power and letting more and more folks know that it's available. Does this also work with the New York City ID as well? It does. So okay. one of the programs that I put into place um, outside of um, making sure that NYCHA residents and CUNY students come for free, um, we squeaked in there at the end of the year and we are one of the newer partners um, along with the likes of the Apollo, which it is an honor and um you know the the matt and whitney uh you know they they've been around for a while it's good to see that they're now on board um but you can use your new york city id to come into the shed um as well and get a membership one-year membership um, to come in and there's a host of things that they get absolutely yep Mm -hmm. wow okay so so not only do you, are you able to help uh, Niger residents, but basically anyone who's not in New York City ID, which I believe has become quite popular. <laughs> um, I know, oh. I know. <laughs> it's like, okay. I don't have mine though, Lord. I, what? You have, you have your- of course I do. Oh, I know I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I was I was I was working at the library before I came to the shed, right? And mind you, I I was there for two years and there was an IDNYC sign up mm-hmm. right downstairs in the lobby. And did I ever go downstairs? No. Inside? No. Um, <laughs> you know I'ma do it. I'ma do it. Here's honestly why it's the coolest thing. Cause like you know, okay. I'm sure you, you know this. Like, there are some days where you like, I need to walk out and go walk around the museum and look at art, yeah. and like, and yeah. like, and not look at my phone for like a good hour. Yeah. And it is yeah. one of my kind of nice treats to myself that I can like, mm. on the subway, go to MoMA, show my stupid yeah. new ID, and then <laughs> MoMA, and not to pay anything. Yeah. Like, it is, it is, it is a very nice piece of like self care and just like. You get something. It, it's a, it's a, it is, it is a beautiful thing. Like our city has so much amazing stuff to offer, and we just don't take advantage of it because mm. it's so busy. Don't. And like, there's so much beauty within the city. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not painful at all. Literally, you just go sign up to get a picture. You know, I and, need to. I'm a hypocrite because I'm I'm at the <laughs> yes, and, and I I need to. And you're absolutely right. Is that I need to. For my goal is definitely I need to do it before um, we get into the spring because you're right. Like I find myself that's where I get comfort is by saying okay let me go ahead on and you know let me do this today you know what I mean and I I I love that so far we've had let me see we've had we've had a a heavy interest um from IDMYC members we've accepted a good amount of people we're only in the uh first two months of the year um we had people we had an open house event mm, uh at the top of january and we had people come with their id and say hey you know i want to sign up today you know like people were chomping at the bit to to become members and so there's so much value in that and what i love is that again like this card is you don't know who it could be right so it could be anybody from 
Laura to somebody who may not be documented, to somebody who has very little, to somebody who has much, and we all are under the same ID. You can't tell anything. Um, we, the ID looks exactly the same, which is at the heart of the program, right? So, you know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, girl, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. See, there you go. That's what does. <laughs> you got to. Let me add that to my list right now. Good. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, you're at, you're, you're at the shed doing really incredible and like yeoman's work. <laughs> um, what's that challenge along the way in your career that you've been like, oh my God, and how have you been able to get through it? Wow. So, you know, I've kind of, it's interesting because there's been a lot of ebbs and flows, ups and downs. I feel like now I'm just hitting my stride. Um, you know, I, I had, you know, a, this breakout career very early on, um, you know, working in communications and television. I was very blessed, very lucky. Um, but New York was a different New York than too, you know, where I could, I created space for myself and said, hey, oh, I want to work at MTV. Great, I can and um, that was really exciting for me. I would say that before landing with NYC, or even after after NYC, after I left NYCHA, <coughs> excuse me, it was really interesting because, you know, the landscape was changing, politics were changing, and, you know, um, being a woman of color and applying for jobs and, you know, having to rely heavily on networks, it taught me a lot about, you know, if there aren't opportunities, creating opportunities for yourself. Um, and it also taught me about, you know, even once you get into a door, um, continuing to create opportunities for yourself. So, you know, I'll, I'll use the example. I mean, there were a lots of um, consultancy experiences that I had after working with NYC where I had the luxury or I knew that these people that I was, I was working with, I was like, nah, oh, nah, oh, that's what that is. Now we have terminology for it, such as microaggression, but who knew? Um, <laughs> it was like, you know, what, what are we experiencing here? Or, you know, if you're a woman at the table and you're bringing your ideas and it's like, well, a, a white male says the exact same thing. And it's like, oh, that's brilliant. And you're like, wait, what? what mm -hmm. What's going on? You know? And I, um, you know, I would have to say that, you know, in the last couple of years, really learning about my strengths and honing them, honing what I'm good at, standing firm in what I'm good at, you know, without, without and beyond a shadow of doubt is one of the hardest lessons, but most rewarding lessons that I have had to learn. Um, I can now say with confidence and move in rooms with confidence um, and sit at the table. And if someone says, oh, well, I know you you mean this, that, the third. I'm like, no, I meant exactly what I said I meant. <laughs> you know, and just like standing firm in who I am as a woman um, has been a journey. Um, for me, it, it, one of the hardest things um, that I've had to overcome. 
and the gift of that so, so certain spaces are more welcoming to this I would have to say you know as a marketer there's a bit more room um, it is a blessing that I'm not in tech because I see a lot of my tech sisters and this is not to generalize but I do know that there's less room sometimes for that um, I would have to say that in the arts, it's a little more, there is a, a little more wiggle room with that. And in government, there is definitely more wiggle room within this city of New York, right? When it's like, if the majority of the people that you're serving or working with, New Yorkers are all shapes, sizes, colors, races, and creeds, you can't be, um, you know, at the table. You know, I, I, I rarely experienced, and I was telling somebody this, um, at the housing authority, you know, the chief communications officer, one of them under uh, the tenure when I was there, it was a, a, a white woman. But she would never um, not listen to the input of somebody on her team who was a person of color. She was a white woman, very privileged. Um, she would never not hear that feedback because she knew she's not the audience, right? right? You, she, she, she knew her position. She and knew where she never was. Have she knew it, and she, we would never have these discussions. Um, meanwhile, it would be, and this is the blessing, right? So working in communications, it was a, it was a different dynamic, you know, um, where, you know, it could be questioned about, well, is this what audiences really want? Or even if you are sitting there in your Black body, as black, well, how do you know? You know, it would get questioned. So it was very interesting to me. Um, I would have to say that in the arts, there is more freedom as well. Um, well, at least where I am in the place that I am. Um, but that was a, it's a hard lesson. You know, it is, it is something that the muscle has to constantly be flexed and that comfort um, in standing in what you know, um, you know, and having that confidence and that boldness is something that is constantly, you know, um, flexed and I'm constantly growing in, you know, I have, I haven't learned, I don't know everything and I'm humble about that. But what I do know, I stand in it. Right. And, um, that comes with time. You know, I mean, if you, if you're doing that and you're 22, go ahead, sis. Um, but, <laughs> but it's something where, you know, back in the day, I used to be like, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's correct. You know, and it's like, you look back on it. Oh, no, you do. No, you knew what you were talking about, you know, um, and that's been the biggest challenge uh, for me. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm still growing in that every day. Awesome. So what's next for you? So we know that you're going to go, you're going to lose all your hair and go gray. Because you have that million kids, 600,000 people come through. Um, oh, girl. <laughs> what I'm <laughs> What's next? Hmm. So, you know, I mean, I hope that what I'm doing um, is setting an example that can be replicated. Like, I always think about, you know, um, and I tell everybody this, you know, um, legacies are important to me. Legacies are important to me. They're everything. Um, I don't know why and what that is. I mean, my, my, both my mom and dad are no longer here. Um, they passed away when they were both fairly young. Um, and I was young. Um, I have a younger sister who I adore. And I think about, our, we are legacies of them, right? Like I think about 
like the moves that I've made and would they be proud and what I've seen that they never got a chance to see. And for me, that is the ultimate, that is, that's everything. So when I leave this place, what would I have left behind? Um, and I'm in it every day, right? I'm very present. So when I, when the question is asked to me about, well, what do you think, you know, what do you, what's next? Or what do you think about the next couple of years? Girl, when I tell you, I had, pl- like I said, what did I tell you? <laughs> Two years ago, I had planned, I really did it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to live in the Bay, and da, 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 thank God I didn't. But I was like, you know, this is the, this is the third, and it didn't, it didn't pan out that way. You know, it went another way, thankfully. And so, you know, I have an openness to what is going to come next, but I do know this, and that is that the legacy that I'm building through the work that I do and through the person that I am, that will, you know, that will be what's left behind. You know, the conversations when I'm not in the room, that is what is left, you know, behind. And each and every way, each and every touch point, if I can help out, if I can be of service, that's most important to me and to continue to do that you know and when I'm tired to take a damn break and be like "Eh, you know I gave enough this week you know time to relax um you know I just want to continue to grow in my craft and you know and and be as the best not as long as I wasn't gonna say excellent because you know I mean that's that's a triggering word Mm -hmm. Uh, but to, to be as as great um you know as I can be and for the work to be replicated you know I want it to be where in New York City where it's not the it's not abnormal for weird weird girls of color to come into a space you know and be like make room you know with the room that already be made you know for her and it's second nature for her to feel just as free um you know it's comfortable and you know that's the best way that I can articulate it you know that was beautiful and it's a great way to, to put it so what do you do to for your self-care like because obviously you, you've got yeah. a, a super intensely stressful job and a commitment to do what's right how does Dupe take care of Dupe? oh i have to constantly remind myself but you know i I've, I've gotten better i have i have um i'm obsessed with a few things Skincare is uh-huh. awesome. awesome. Laura, no, it's a sickness. It's it's a sickness. It really is. There's this website that I, I love where you can put in the ingredients of like your favorite things, and it'll tell you if the, the ingredients are triggering and will cause an allergy. I when I tell you this, <laughs> the reason why I love this so is that I love, I love, love, love skincare products and like lotions and creams and masks and balms and you know, you know, ten steps. When they're like the ten, my ten step uh, nighttime routine, I'm all about it. Like, You're I all love, about it. Oh, I love, you know toners and oils and that, 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 that I really really I really really do and it pays off you know I saw a friend um who I hadn't seen in like two or three months I saw them for brunch on Saturday and I'm like oh my god they were like who are you sleeping with you're glowing I was like no girl that's that's instead <laughs> so you know like you know I just love it so that's one of the things awesome wait do you listen to the Naked Beauty podcast with Brooke DeMar no oh my god Okay, so if you want the best skincare routine um, yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast, it's called the Naked it's called the Naked Beauty Podcast. But by O M 
15. Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, it's like, it is Taylor Blaspin on it. It's fantastic. Oh, my um, God. And that, you, 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 I, look I, what you've done done. Look you, what you've done done. Uh, you fo- you fo- so follow them on Instagram. Follow, follow the podcast on Instagram. Follow Brooke on Instagram because she's also a partnership director at Instagram. And so, okay. so she's really good at everything she does. I love it. But you are going to go down such a rabbit hole with her. Trust me. Okay, okay. This is what we're all about. This is what we love. This is what this we're is all about. This how we share. This is how we share. I, how we share. I love, let me tell you, Laura, I love, 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 like, skincare, especially with being a woman of color. It's like, okay, exactly. well, you have, the, you have the layer of, like, you know, trying to find the right products for yourself. But he's like, okay, well, is my foundation breaking me out? Well, I hope not, because if yeah, there are only, like, a couple of lines where I can buy my shade and da-da-da-da to set the third and... So I'm really, really obsessed with it. Like, if I had the time, I definitely would do, like, I would definitely, definitely um, become certified as an esthetician. Like, I definitely Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how you, obsessed you do. I, I cannot believe you haven't found her before. Like, just go. She makes her own scrubs. It's a, it's a whole... Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. So that's one of the things. And also I've gotten into, um, I really enjoy um, running. Um, I have, oh, cool. Yes. Like I went for my, uh, you know, I, w- I was feeling horribly, as you know, um, this past weekend, but when I got up, um, on Saturday, I was feeling bad on Friday. When I got up on Saturday, I went for a run. Like I always do. I went for a run today. Like that's how, and yesterday, like that's what I, that's what I do. I'm not, you know, I mean, I, we ain't Flojo, you know, yet, but you know, this is what we do and it makes me feel really good. Um, and so that's self-care for me. I love a good candle. You know, I love, I love a good expensive candle. I love putting, you know, some, a, a, a good lotion on my hand before bed. These are the things, you know, that I do where I pay attention to a lot of um, sensory things um, for me and just being very present. Um, that's how I, I take care of, um, you know, myself. And I, I think, you know, um, again, mentioning that my parents no longer being here, I it has trained me to become very present in in the moment mm-hmm. because, you know, this is the lesson that I've learned, um, you know, from them. And so, you know, they're kind of like, you know, delicious morsels. So every, if I'm here with you, we are all really, really busy, but if I'm here with you now, I'm here at 110%, you know, and awesome. that makes me, that makes me joyous. And if I'm in a shitty meeting and my face is tingling, that's also why I got into skincare because I'm like, my face is burning because I'm in you right now. You're making me mad. If I'm in a meeting and my face is tingling, I even am grateful for that. I'm, I'm very present and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful when we leave the, the room. Um, so being very present is a form of self-care too for me. Awesome. That's fantastic. Um, um, so last question, um, yes. so as part of the 29 Days of Magic series, I'm, I had all my guests do a give or an and or an ask. So if it's something you'd like to give to the audience or something you'd like to ask to the audience or the universe, now's your shot. Okay. Ooh, this is so much fun. So <laughs> what I want to give the audience is I want the audience to, the audience can get in touch with me. Um, and they are welcome to come to the shed anytime. Um, the, you, ha- you guys have an open invitation. Uh, you know, we can talk about how to get in touch, but that is what I am giving awesome. uh, to the audience. Um, the ask of the universe. So in this life and what I'm looking for right now definitely is the love of my life. So we didn't talk about that component, girl, we're going to go into it. 
but that is the, the, the ask for this year. It's ending this year, having found this person um, is the next thing. And I feel like I'm on the right track and I'm on the right path to that. Um, but that's what I'm putting out there is like lots of love so that that can be returned um, to me. And I don't know, is that hokey? Is that like, is that doofy? No, that's, no, that's wonderful. Okay. <laughs> did, I, did I not say it's out to the universe? Like, uh, and also cosine, same with your truly. <laughs> the universe, like, girl, that's a doofy ask. Okay, as long as no. it's not doofy. Okay, good, good, good. good. <laughs> it's, it's well, it's true. You've got so much to give. You should get that back. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I think oftentimes black women it's hard for us. And so, like, I, yeah. I, said, I cosine because same, same boat, darling. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I, I but also, it. but also, it is one of those things, like you know. Again, if you had told me three or four years ago about saying stuff out loud and, and that sort of beginning, beginning the way to manifest stuff, I would have told you you were being hokey and full of it. But <laughs> I will say that in the last like two to three years, I have uh-huh. sort of started doing this, and it has come back to me in really See? unique and remarkable ways. It's like this is the same reason why this is happening, like why we're having this chat. Like this was an idea yes. that I had in my head, like. In the middle of January, and so I amazing. Did, and I didn't think I because as a marketer, I didn't market this correctly. I didn't go get a sponsor or like one of the interviews ahead of time. I just said, okay, here's something I'm gonna do, and I didn't really and have did. an idea. Yeah. And then I went to dinner, and I met like 15 black women. So I was like, oh, well, <laughs> well, I guess I should do this thing because like you all are here and you want to do it. And then you know, I did like then I reached out to a couple of groups that I, that I kind of thought had, yeah. hadn't gotten the right shines and I wanted to help. Um, and yeah. that's, all I, that's, all, that's all I kind of did. But if I, if I hadn't said it, and it wouldn't have come back. And then also, like I said, like, so every, si- every single interview I've done for this entire month has been just phenomenal because I've learned so much. Yeah. I felt like I'm, just, I'm, I'm having a coffee class with everybody and, and, I'm, mm. and I'm, help, I'm super helpful to be a vessel for the women who've been on the show because people need to know the, the things that people are doing and it's yeah. a simple yeah. it's a simple thing and you know it comes out in a lot of remarkable ways. So I still have to say that like yes, manifest that man. It's I mean, no, really. You're, yes. you're like yeah, and it, it's definitely coming on the way. But you know, back but to that point, like it's such a such a gift. Like because we're in these groups, right? And we only have we have these touch points with each other that are limited. But when you have these kinds of conversations, you get to learn so much about each other more than you could, you know, through just having conversation, you know, conversation in passing, it's kind of like a lost, it's kind of like a lost art. And so like, I I love being able to learn or get into the depth of people and who they are and what they're about. And what you did is you're providing the opportunity, you know, for that to to happen, Um, which I love, you know, it is a, it is a gift. I'm glad that you spoke it out in the earth, in the universe, in the world. And you were like, you know, I'm just going to do it, you know, <laughs> because you, you're right. Like we, like we started off saying it's already February 7th, mother F and T. Like it's already, you know, 17 days into the, into the year. Um, you know, I won't date this, this, I won't date this piece, but we're already moving. 
right? And so it's good that you put it out there and then you moved. Um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I'm grateful to you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Of course, yes. Well, just that we can keep on talking for forever. <laughs> you know, that's I'm, right. And I'm going to come to the shed. Um, yes. In the next couple of weeks. Because um, I've been meaning to check it out. I keep forgetting. So I have reason. So now we're coming. Um, well, you, yes, yes, yes. And I am going to send to you, um, you know, I'm going to send to you, I'm going to put forth to the group, period, about um, the blackout night that I was telling you about. Uh, I'm going to put that out there. Um, the blackout night is on March 15th. Um, so hold down the date. Okay. Um, and in that, you know, it is specifically for influencers, for uh, marketers, for our partners, et cetera. So I would love for you to be able to come. We're going to have a chat back with Claudia Rankin um, as well. We're looking at a couple of great, phenomenal people to do this chat with her. And then afterwards, there's going to be a reception. And so you are definitely in, you are definitely invited. So you ain't going to feel the pressure of when to come because an invite is going to show up to you so that you can do just that. Um, awesome. I want you there. Yes, yes ma'am. Ma yes, ma'am. I'll follow instructions. Okay, <laughs> it has been a delight talking to you. I will put all the information in, uh, in the show notes, and I'll even put the links in New York City ID to remind you. Thanks, Laura. I try. Um, and so that folks can find you, come, come check out the shed and see all the amazing programming that you guys are putting on over the course of um, the rest of the year. Um, it's just been phenomenal. Uh, but thank you so very much for sharing. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Really you. Story. Uh, and that is our show.